Naturally Creepy, the podcast where we, Emilia and Isabella, talk about all the creepy things you need to know. Welcome to our first episode where we talk about scary Japanese urban legends. The first story is called Teke Teki. Teki Teki is a scary Japanese urban legend about a girl who fell under a train and was cut in half. It took her a long time to die, and now a ghost roams through Japan, dragging her top half using her claw-like hands. Every time she moves, she makes a teke teke sound. There is a story we found, and it talks about a young boy who's leaving his school one evening when he heard a noise behind him. Looking back, he sees a beautiful girl sitting at a window. The girl had her arms popped up on the window staring at him. He wondered why she was there, because it was an all-boys school. When she saw him looking back at her, the girl smiled and hugged herself so that she was holding her elbows. Then suddenly, she leaped out of the window and landed on the ground outside. The boy realized with horror that she was missing the lower half of her body. She made her way towards him, clawing around the ground with her, and running her elbows, making a teke, 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 teke sound. The boy was filled with terror and revulsion. He tried to run, but he was frozen to the spot. Within seconds, she was upon him, and she took out a scythe and cut him in half, making him into one of her own. When kids tell this story, they warn each other about Teke Teke. They say she carries a sharp saw or a scythe, and if she catches you, she'll cut you in half and you'll become like her. She's said to chase children who play at dusk. She is known as Bata Bata. Again, the sound of it, of it running on its elbows, or the girl that runs on her elbows. What do you think of that story, Amelia? It's really freaky. If I saw her, I would really be scared and I would be stunned and just die, like, immediately. I think you would die, but, like, still. Yeah, I would be frightened. I wonder who would find my body. And now here's the story of Kayoko. Kayoko is a scary Japanese urban legend about a woman who was murdered by her husband and came back as a vengeful ghost. The story appeared in the movie The Garage or Juan in Japan. The story is goes like, when Kayoko was a young girl, her parents neglected her. She spent most of her time feeling depressed and lonely. She didn't have any friends and the other children at school thought she was creepy and made fun of her. Kayoko grew up and got married to a man, Tayoko Saiki. She felt like he was the only person in the world who cared about her. They lived a happy life together and she gave birth to a little boy named Toshoro. One day her husband was slipping around the bedroom and found her diary. When he read it, he became convinced that he, she, she was cheating on him. When she came home from work and came, went downstairs, he was waiting for her holding a knife. He attacked her, beating her and slashing violently right in front of their young son. Kayoko tried to flee, but her husband chased her. He was almost out of his mind with rage. Covered with blood, she slipped and fell, breaking, breaking her ankle. Desperate to escape, she crawled down the stairs. But when she reached the front door, her husband grabbed her. He took her neck with both sides of his hands and twisted around, breaking her neck. Kayoko was still alive, but she was paralysed. The only sound she could make was a horse, horse death rattle. Her husband dragged her upstairs, put her in a black plastic bag, and left her in the attic to die. Then he got their son and drowned him in the bathtub and stuffed his body in the closet. Because she was in such pain and anguish and rage, Kayoko came like a vengeful ghost and appeared to her husband, struggling him with her hair. He was found lying on the street, and the police thought he took his own life. Ever since then, Kayako's ghost, 
Kayako's ghost haunts the house in which she died. They say if you go to her house, you will hear Kayako's horse choke death rattle. Then you will see her crawling around the stairs, covered in blood, and rolling her broken neck around with a sickening, cracking sound. Okay, what did he find in her diary that made him, like, kill her? Who knows? Maybe, like... He makes me happy, or he's the one for me, but doesn't say. And he misunderstood, yeah. Yeah. Why would he kill his son, though? Is he like empty, like brain? Does he have like no brain? You know who that reminds me of? The guy in our class. No, not in our class, but the guy in our school who we really hate. We should not say his name, but we know. But you know who we're talking about, though, Tremelia. Wait, which one are we talking? That's really weird and crazy. Like, I hope he just ended up in a very bad place Here down he there, like when he died. You mean hell, Amelia? Yes. For the young viewers, I won't say the real word. Okay. Poor son, though. Why would he kill him? He's like three years old. Young boy, because it didn't say. But remember how it said he, she gave a young to a young... Like a, she gave birth to him, that means yeah. he was like a newborn. Yeah, maybe it was a couple of years later. Who knows? Said a few days later, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, we just know it's a t- tiny child. Got killed by a random guy. And that uh, was his father. Yeah. The end. And police found him and thought he committed suicide. Yes. Why don't we read our next story? Nah, um, Tamino. 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 Um, the next story I'll be talking about is called Tamino, and it's um, an urban legend about a poem that kills anyone who recites it out loud. So let's hope I'll be all right and safe. <laughs> In this world, there are things that you should never say out loud, and the Japanese poem Tamino's Hell is one of them. According to the legend, if you read this poem out loud, disaster will strike. At best, you will feel very ill or injure yourself. At worst, you could die. I will be reading the Japanese, uh, the English translation of the poem, Tamina's Hell. The older sister vomits blood, the youngest sister spits fire. Cute Tamino spits treasured jewels. Tamino died alone and fell into hell. Hell, darkness, with no flowers. Is it Tamina's older sister that whips? The number of red welts is worrisome. Whipping and beating and pounding. The path to eternal hell is only one way. Beg for guidance into the darkness of hell. From the golden sheep, from the nightingale, how much left is left in the leather bag? Prepare for the endless journey into hell. Spring comes and into the woods and valleys. Seven turns in the dark valley of hell. In the cage is a nightingale. In the cart is a sheep. In the eyes of cute Tamino are tears. Cry, nightingale, for the woods and the rain. Voicing your love for your sister, the echo of your cry housed through hell, and a blood, and a, a blood-flavored flower blooms. <laughs> Though the seven mountains and valleys of hell, cute to man the chambers alone, to welcome you to hell, the glimmering spikes of the needled mountain stick. F- Fresh punctures into flesh are the sign of cute tomato. Um, I made Isabella read that so I don't die alone. <laughs> I have no idea whether or not it is safe to read the English translation out loud. So, I um I hope you guys don't read this out loud too. Yes. Uh, one person said, I once read Tamina's Hell on the air for an online radio show called Radio Urban Legends. At, the, at first, everything was normal, but gradually, my body, it became difficult to read. 
I read half of it and then broke down and threw it away. Two days later, I got injured and I was left with seven stitches. I do not want to think that this was because of the poem. Okay, just to clarify, we did not read that before we, before we um, you know, read it out loud in English, so. Yeah, um, let's just hope it's only if you read it in Japanese. No, it's not in English, you know, Well, maybe, maybe it's because they read it all at once, but we split it half. Still, so we won't die. Yeah. Uh, this okay. is really freaky. I wonder, like, what the backstory is. And the picture that comes with this site is also, like, really... Not really. It's really weird. It looks it's like weird. some demonic child's picture. It looks like a guy in our school as well. So, okay. Next story. Harry... Harry on Nago. Here's just a fact. My dog is named Harry, so, like, this is why I chose the story. Next. Harry Gono, or the long-haired woman, is a Japanese urban legend about a ghost who attacks men with her hair. I'll do that. She is also known as Harry Honor, the hook woman, the needle woman. In other parts of Japan, there are people who refer her to Nori Ongo, the smiling woman, or Wari Ongo, the smiling girl. Here is the story of attacks on young men by Harry Honor. One night, a boy from Yamada village happens to be walking home on his own as he turns down an arrow street a beautiful young girl comes came walking to him as she approached he noticed that she was smiling at him and he thought there was something strange about her but he was attracted by her beautiful looks and smiled back at her when he did her hair fell down and there's a right and pounced on him the boy shocked and struggled to free himself from the clutches her hair rose up like tentacles and the hawk snagged on his shirt, ripping it from his back. Somehow, he managed to get away and ran back to the house as fast as he could. He locked the door behind him and stood. This next story, guys, is really freaky. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's called Kune Kune and it's an urban legend about a mysterious apparition that is sometimes seen in the countryside. Japanese people call it Kune Kune, which means something that is mindering, swaying, or twisting and turning. They say you should never look directly at it or it will drive you insane. I shouldn't worry about this because I am insane. Kune Kune is described as an unidentifiable white squiggle moving back and forth in a distance. Nobody knows exactly what it looks like because anyone who has seen it lost their mind. One Japanese man tells an encounter he had as a child with Kune Kune. When I was young, my parents brought my older brother and I to visit my grandmother and grandfather. We didn't see her very much because she lived out in the countryside in Akira. As soon as we arrived at our grandparents' house, my brother and I went out to play. The air was much fresher and cleaner than it was in the city. We walked through the rice fields enjoying the wide open spaces. Honestly, you're supposed to eat, then go out and play. Like, that's what you do. common sense, man. Yeah. As soon as we arrived... Okay, sorry, I just read that again. <laughs> the sun was high in the sky and there was no breeze. The heat was stifling and after a while it started to get tired. We need that weather in Australia. Then, my brother stopped suddenly. He was staring at something in the distance. What are you looking at? I asked. That thing over there, he replied. The rice field stretched as far as the eye could see. The area was completely deserted. I squinted my eyes, but I couldn't make out what it was. Far away, across the fields, there was a white thing about the size of a person. It was moving and wriggling as if it was fluttering in the breeze. Maybe it's a scarecrow, I said. That's not a scarecrow, my brother replied. Scarecrows don't move like that. Maybe it's a sheet then, I said. No, it's not a sheet, he said, replied. There are no other houses around here. Besides, there's no wind and it's still moving and wriggling. What the heck is that thing? I had a strange and uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach. My brother ran back to the house and we returned. He was carrying a pair of binoculars. 
Ooh, can I see? I asked excitedly. I made a grab for the binoculars, but he pushed me back. No, me first, he said with a chuckle. I'm the oldest. You can have a look when I'm done. As soon as my brother put the binoculars up to his eyes, I noticed his expression suddenly changed. His face grew pale, and he broke out into a sweat. He dropped the binoculars on the ground, and I could see fear in his eyes. What is it? I asked nervously. My brother replied slowly. There it is. There it is. There it is. That is not my brother's voice. Without another word, he turned and started walking back to the house. Something didn't feel right. With trembling hands, I bent down and picked up the binoculars, but I was too scared to look at them. My grandfather came running over. <laughs> what are you doing with those binoculars? He asked. Nothing, I replied. Just looking at that white thing over there. What? He shouted. You shouldn't look at that. He snatched the binoculars from my grasp. Did you see it? He demanded angrily. Angrily. Did you look through the binoculars? Angrily. <laughs> no, I said in a meek voice. Not yet. My grandfather sighed with a leaf. Good, he said. That's good. Without knowing why, I was sent back to the house. When I walked into the kitchen, everyone was crying. My brother was rolling around on the ground, laughing like a crazy person. He was on his back. <laughs> he was really interesting. Just like the white thing in the distance. I couldn't remember what was going on. It was horrible to see him like that. I burst into tears. He wasn't my brother anymore. He had completely lost his mind. Like you. The next day, excuse me. <laughs> the next day, my parents decided to take us home. My grandfather and grandmother stood on their porch, waving sadly to us as the car pulled away. I sat in the back seat with my brother, wiping the tears from my eyes. My brother was still laughing like a mental patient. They had to tie him up to stop him from moving around. His face was twisted into a wide smile. He looked like he was happy, but when I saw his eyes, I realized he was crying. I sent a chill down my stomach, my spine. My stomach. <laughs> his cheeks were wet with tears. We just kept on laughing and laughing. My father pulled over to the side of the road and got out of the car. He took out the binoculars furiously and smashed them on the street. Then, without saying anything, he got back into the car and kept on driving. That was freaky. Mm. Um, there is another story um, of the Japanese man uh, who tells us about his experience with the twister, Kune Kune, when he was a young, young boy. I read this one. No. It says, when I was a little boy, I lived in a small town by the seashore in Chiba Prefecture. One evening, my uncle took me out for a walk on the beach. As we strolled down the strand, I looked out to the sea and noticed something white in the distance. It was long, and the thing was swaying back and forth. I wondered what it could be. What's that thing in the sea? I asked my uncle. He gazed at it and his eyes grew wild and he turned pale. There was a terrified look in his eyes. He couldn't stop staring at it. Run for your life! He shouted frantically. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, but I was too scared. So I ran back home and told my grandfather. He went pale. It was Kune Kune, he said. You're lucky you got away from it. You should never look directly at it. Where is your uncle? He's not the seashore, I replied, my voice still shaking. I've got to rescue my son, my grandfather said, and he took off as fast as he could to the seashore. I followed him close behind, worried and frightened. From a distance, I could see my uncle standing on the beach. It was as if he was frozen to the spot, staring at the white, meandering thing far out to the sea. My grandfather broke a branch of the tree and approached him, my, my uncle, muttering some kind of prayer on his breath. He kept his eyes cast down, careful not to look at the white thing. My grandfather managed to drag, drag my uncle away and brought him home. Although my uncle was saved, he suffered from fits of madness and insanity from the rest of his life. Since it happened, he has been in and out of mental homes many times. He was never the same after that. Whoa. That was, like, 
interesting. I wonder what the backstory of that creature is. Like, what is it? Why is it there? Like, why was it white? Why was it white? It's like, why was it yeah. that whenever you looked at it, you would like go cuckoo, cuckoo, crazy? Yeah. Okay, calm down, man. Thank you. So, what's Sadako? Oh, your next story, um, Sadako. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's from the Ring movies. I've seen both of them. I think everybody has them on the so like. Uh, I thought you didn't watch horror movies. I don't watch. I, w- I watch horror movies because they're so good. So um, the Grudge is good as well. So. Yeah. Okay, just don't read the last name. Sadako Yamamura is a girl from the Ring movies who appears in a cursed video tape. Her story was based on a real name Sadako who was in a psych. And who was a psychic and lived in Japan in the early 1900s. Her psychic ability was that she was able to project words and images onto film. This doesn't seem very far, Monica. This does not seem scary. Wow. Talk! Ow! <laughs> Keep reading! Because I made out later. <laughs> when Sadaki was a young girl, she was very. Melancholy, melancholy, and depressed. She was solemn and she was seldom spoke and never played with other children, spending all her time alone. Sounds like my brother. Isabella. <laughs> Sadaku was always a psychic, psychic, and was conducted several experiments with a psychic researcher named Doctor Furukai. Fukurei. Fukurei. <laughs> when the doctor published the results of his experiments, and other scientists accused. Sadako's mother of being a fraud and she said she affected her psychic abilities. Sadako's mother was so distraught by all the criticism that she committed suicide. Sadako was devastated by her mother's death and lived with her father on a remote island. As she grew older, she began to de- develop f- physic pow- psychic powers of her own. When her father learned of her psychic powers, he brought her to Dr. Fakarai in Tokyo. The doctor forced Sadako to participate in many experiments that involved using her mind to make words and images appear on photographic film. In Japan, they call this Nensha, Nensha. Nensha which means thought photography. I'm good at photography. For all photography. Pho- yes. Sadako produced a number of photographs Oops. and no one can bespl- explain how it does. Dr. Farakai. Fakurai. Fakurai. Wanted to publish another book about remembering what happened last time to her mother. Sadako refused, so she told him he was going to leave and would never return. Nobody knows what happened to that. Some people believe that the doctor murdered Sadako, and they and he lured her out to the woods in the hospital and strangled her. Then threw her body in a nearby well and sealed with a large rock to keep her hidden forever. Oh. However, Sadako was not really dead. When she woke up, she was trapped in a well and couldn't get out. She didn't escape by scaling the walls, but failed every time. Breaking her na- off her nail was in fingertips in the process. The poor girl survived in the well for seven days before she finally died with a heart full of hate. With her last breath, she vowed to get her revenge on the world. Sadako's rage and terror in the manner in which she died combined with her psychic powers to create a terrible curse or grudge. This resulted in a series of unexplainable images being projected onto a mysterious unremarked videotape. Sadako appears in a videotape as a 
young, shadowy young woman dressed in a white gown, her face is covered in long black hair, but they say if you watch the video you will die in seven days. The only way to avoid the copy of the... The only way to avoid the curse is to make a copy of the videotape and give it to someone else. I've never heard that bit. I always heard that, like, she was pushed into a well and then she came out. Yeah. So you know what you know the last bit reminds me of? You know the thing Smile Dog? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of. Henderson, yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't died and I saw the entire video, so I feel happy for myself. But this is, like, really weird. It's funny it's how people... Scary. It's funny how people just, like, assume things really easily. That's scary. Um, the next thing I'll be talking about is <sighs> something called the Red Room. You probably know about this because dark web, black web, whatever you want to call it, it's pretty popular and there are many, many, like, Versions. bad things that happen Versions. in there are many bad things that happen in that room. It's a scary urban legend about a pop-up that appears when you are surfing the internet. They say if you do not close it, you will die. If you close it. Oh. Do not close it, Amalia. <laughs> do you like the red room? Hmm, no. There was a boy who was addicted to the internet. He heard an urban legend about the red room for one of his friends at school. That evening, when the boy got home, he went onto the internet to see if he could find anything more about it. All of a sudden, a small window popped up with a red background, written in black, most of the message. Do you like? The boy closed the window, but it popped up again. He tried numerous times to close it, but it just kept reappearing. Eventually, the boy noticed that the question had changed. Now it read, do you like the red room? And in the background, a childlike voice said, do you like the red room? Just then, the scream went on. The Dream School was a scary story from Japan about a boy who comes stuck in a dream. Warning, it's a cursed story and you may not want to read it. Should you read it? Yes, you should. Yeah, should do you want me to read like a little nah, sentence and then you won't die? Nah, nah. Okay, well, Isabella is really happy and she wants to be cursed. Oh, by the way, you know after we read that one uh, cursed um, Tamino story, um, nothing was working for us I when swear. we tried reading the next story I was supposed to read. Mm. Which is really, really weird. They say if you don't forget the story within a one week, you'll have the same dream. Don't forget the dream. Yeah, please. no. Uh, I should read it, should I? Yes, you should. Miss, should I read a scary story? It's cursed. No, you got time. It's cursed. What does that mean? It means um, if you read it, it's a cursed story you may not want to read. Oh, well then maybe you could refer your listeners to it. Say at your own risk if you want to read this as a story. Blah blah blah. Well, you can talk about the fact whether or not you think that it's actually true. Okay. I, I didn't miss... Uh, we read this one poem called Tamino's Hell. And after we read it, we couldn't read the next thing that was like we were supposed we, we, to read. Because like, the story was apparently cursed. The poem. And apparently, and apparently... But we shared half of it, so I think we're fine. Yeah, I think everybody's like, oh, yeah, we both get things. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so just warn them about this then. Yes, warning. This is a cursed story and you may not... No, it. just be like, hear it. Okay. So what Isabella's trying to say... You can do another one, just do... It's fine, I'll just do it, I want to okay. see. Just say, um, this story is called Dream School, read it at your own risk. I will not be reading it because it's cursed. Wait, I'm, I'm, re- I'm going to read the comments. Do you want to just read okay. it? Okay. I have a I've literally dreamed of everything except this. Okay, do you want to read it? Yeah, Okay. This next story is called Dream School and it is cursed, so at your own risk, read it or just listen to this. Mm. They say if you they say if you can't forget the story within one week, you have the exact same set, exact same dream as the boy had. Did you just touch my neck? No, I moved <laughs> your head closer to the mic. You would become stuck in the same dream and find yourself unable to wake. So think very carefully before hearing slash reading the story. 
Okay, ready? Yeah, Three, let's go. Two, one. I'll miss you. <laughs> wow. Mia's last words to me. I'll miss you. Oh, Mia, if I don't come back, tell you know who. I hate your hair. <laughs> I'll do it for you. I know you will. This is Japanese boy named Kay. He had a very strange dream. 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 What? In the dream, he had found himself wandering through a school. It was a his school. It was a dream. It was a school he didn't recognize. It was night in the hall, and the, sc- and the school was in darkness. The sound of footsteps echoed down the empty hallways. It was very... <laughs> it was very eerie. <laughs> he tried to open the doors and windows, but they were all locked. He had tried banging on them as hard as he could, but the glass would not crack. The school was l- large and sprawling. It was like large. a maze. It did not seem to make sense. What sense. Walking down one corridor would bring him down to the same place he was before. It was very strange, as if the normal rules of time and space did not apply. Apply. You know Kay, who reminds me of Amelia? Remember your boyfriend, Kay? Cody. Before we knew his name. Cody. Cody. Yeah, Kay. Cody. What if this is him? He's not Japanese, though. Mm. You, don't know, you don't know that. I do. You don't? Yeah. Mm. I do know that. Mm. It was in New Zealand, apparently. <laughs> <sighs> Kay was starting to get scared. He began to run down the hallway. The corridor stretched on and on and on without an end, but there was no exits. Exits. After running past the same set of classrooms several times, Kay noticed something odd. The corridor was an endless slope. No matter how long he ran down the corridor, he would always find himself back at the start. Start. He decided to try a different route. Ooh. He ran down the hallway to the right, then took the first left and first left again. He entered the home economics room when he went out of the door on the side, he found himself in another hallway. He entered the art room, went went through the art door room and went to the other side. Somehow it brought him to the third floors. I hope he doesn't go in the girls' room. Next to the girls' toilets. I hope he doesn't go in there. That's, uh, he went to the music room and ran down the hallway. <laughs> he went down the stairs and went. He kept wandering and wandering. The night seemed to go last forever. I'll read this. Kin... Gone, gin, gone. Kay heard the muffled sound of a clock chiming. When he looked up, he saw a clock. The hands were singing back and forth like a pendulum. Yeah. Kay heard the echo of heavy footsteps chasing him. He was too scared to look behind him, but desperately wanted to escape. He ran up the set of stairs that should have taken him to the fourth floor, but instead he found himself on the first floor. Visu. Outside, to the outside the visual order room. The footsteps began, began to get fl- faster. He began, he ran on the corridor, turned left, left again, right, and left again. He came out the out front side of the other classrooms, and at the end of the hallway, there was another emergency exit with the glass box that housed the key was smashed and the key was missing. There was a note inside that said classroom one hundred eight. Footsteps were coming closer. Kay ran down the stairs. He turned left to the hallway and then turned right. He found himself outside a classroom. On the door, there was a sign that read 108. Kay tried to try the door and opened it. He stepped inside and shut the door behind him. The classroom was in darkness. He could barely see. He flicked the latch to it so it didn't work. The classroom was filled with desks and there were bags hanging on every chair. Kay started searching desperately through them. He looked through every bag and searched every drawer. Oh, God. After a while, he could hear footsteps coming down the hallway. 
full along, he has something banging loudly against the floor of the classroom. Hey, still couldn't find the key he was looking for. He pulled the drawers out of the desk, tipped them on the floor, opened the bags, stuffed it in the contacts on the floor. <laughs> the sound of banging grew louder and louder. The door seemed like it was about to come off on its hinges. He searched desperately, but still could not find the key. Just then, the knocking suddenly stopped. There was an eerie silence. Kay stood there trembling, waiting for bated breath. He stood there in the darkness classroom, afraid to be muscle. After a while, he couldn't hear anything, so he went to the door. He reached out, turned the handle, opened it gently, and peeped in the corridor. corridor. When he, what he saw, horrified him, and a scream died at his throat. Now, <coughs> countless boys and girls, they were in pieces. Their heads, arms, and legs were severed from their torso. The floor was a wash of blood, and they were dancing, jerking back and forth, their limbs flailing in a to throw, to throw and dance in the death. Kay was drawn to the dream, but everyone remained asleep. He was never be able to wake up. Even today, he's still wandering through that school in his mind. Now you've read this story, please try to forget about it. If you don't forget about it with the story, like, you have the same dream. And if you, what, which you will find yourself. Rain. Great, it's raining. You well, peoples, I hope we don't die. I, I did do some sound effects. That you, you hear that? You hear that wind? Yeah. It rained. Whoa! First the other cursed poem, and now this. The no, cursed no. Ring. I think it's a Tamuka, Tamuka, Tamuka hell. Guys, I'm gonna Shh. be sent to hell. But I'm holy. Well, Isabella, good luck, and if I don't see you tomorrow, um, well you next week, why? I miss you. I'll miss you, I guess. My next story is called Red Cloak, and this is one of my favorites. Red Cloak, aka Manto, also known as Red Mantle, Red Vest, or Red Cape, is a Japanese ghost who haunts the girls' bathrooms. He appears wearing a red cloak and a white mask, and is said to be so charming that girls are unable to resist him. My question is, why is he in the girls' bathroom when he's a boy? Perfect. Also, the the, the description sounds like my crush. I appreciate it. Red Cloak hides in the last wall of the girls' wow. toilets when you enter. He steps down and asks, which do you prefer, blue. red cloak or blue cloak? Oh. If you say red, he slits your throats or chops your head off and the blood flows down your back, making you look like you're wearing a red cloak. If you say blue, he grabs you by the neck and chokes you until your face turns blue and you die of suffocation. Don't even think about asking for a third colour. If you do, the floor will open up beneath you and pale white hands will reach up and drag you down to hell. Tamino? One school ghost okay, one school ghost story tells of a young girl who heard a voice coming from the toilet next to her saying, Shall we put on the red vest? She got scared and ran away with her jeans in, around her ankles. She told the teachers what she had heard and the police were called. A policewoman went into the bathroom while her male partner waited outside. That's a respectful man. She heard the same voice asking, Shall we put on the red vest? The policeman listening at the door heard her answer. Okay, put it on. Suddenly, a loud scream was heard, followed by a thump. When the partner opened the bathroom door, he found the policewoman lying dead on the floor. Her head had been cut off, and the blood on her clothes made it look like she was wearing a red vest. Wait, I'll go on. In Japanese, this... What are you doing? Pussing on bedpan. Pussing on board <laughs> In this Japanese... In Japanese, this murderous ghost was also... Novena recently known as aka Manto. Uh, oh, Manto. <coughs> or aka Hanton. 
Ayo, Hinton. Some people say that years ago, Red Cloak was a young man who was so handsome that every girl immediately fell in love with him. He was awesomely beautiful that girls would faint whenever he looked at them. His beauty was so overwhelming that he had to hide his face behind a white mask. At some point, he was kidnapped by a beautiful young girl and he was never seen again. Wait, he kidnapped or was kidnapped by? He was kidnapped by. He kidnapped, he kidnapped a beautiful young girl. Oh. And she was never seen again. Oh. In another version of the story, it is called Red Mantle or Red Cape. He lurks in the toilet and asks if he wants a red cape. If you say yes, he rips off your top and tears the skin of your back. In yet another version of the legend, he is called Red Paper, Blue Paper. Ake Kami, Ayo Kami. Girls go into the bathroom, hear a voice coming from the last stall. It asks, Do you want a red paper or a blue paper? To answer red means a bloody death by being skinned alive. To answer blue means to have all the blood drained out of your body. Still, more versions of involve bloody hand emerging from the toilet trying to pull you in. Blood, <laughs> raining, blood raining down from the ceiling. Being drowned in blood and having disembodied white hands grabbing you and choking you to death. In the funniest version, if you answer yellow, he will force your head down the toilet and make you smell pee. Yuck. That was quite an interesting ending, honestly. I like that bit. I'd rather smell pee. Same. But sing- the thing about me is I actually kind of blue. Like, I would rather have my blood drained out of me than have my skin pulled off me. If I saw him in these toilets, obviously we can't go in them because we have our own sets of toilets for seven and eights. But if he, I saw him, I would make him, like, question his life and I'd be like, why are you doing this? Who are you? What do you want? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'll just annoy the hell out of him. Mm. You would obviously do that too. Thing as well, because his haircut um, is horrible and like it's like okay. Moving on, <laughs> there's a story called Long, Long Neck, which Isabella would love to Lock read. Neck, Long Neck, <laughs> Long Neck. The Long Neck, or I'm not saying that, is a Japanese urban legend about a female, about female creatures that looked look and act like normal humans but I know their necks grow longer and longer freeing their heads able to move around almost independently from the bodies most creatures creatures are young attractive women and take pleasure in scaring regular humans that's you I know are you calling me base? are you calling me attractive like thank you some long neck creatures also prefer to live in their lives pretending to be a human although they may appear like completely normal people every night their necks grow and grow getting longer and longer stretching out through windows in the search of human prey sometimes the long neck women get so tired of searching for their prey all night long jeez jeez That she forgets to attract her neck and falls asleep with her neck completely stretched out. During the day, the Rokurabu has one giveaway sign. She has pale stretch marks on her neck. There is also another more sinister form. The version is called Nakarumi or Removal Head Woman. She has a head that completely detaches from her body. The symboled body then hands around the the symboled head then flies around around the air at night searching for humans to eat. The new Bakai attempts to hide their bodies at night. So 
some in fact if you find out new backers money without a head you should probably hide the body so she can never find it um nice that's scary that story is pretty creepy i'm wearing another one called the red crayon this is a red the Great Wolf Crayon is about a sad, disturbing story about a young couple who buy a house that comes with a complete unsolved mystery. It is based on the Japanese urban legend. I'm going to find another one. Kashima Reiko Kashima Reiko is a Japanese urban legend about the ghost of a woman with no legs who haunts school bathrooms. Warning, they say after you hear the story of Kashima Reiko, she'll appear to you within a month. What? <laughs> Sir, I'm getting, I'm getting cursed today. First I read a story that will curse me. Now I'm reading something that will make the scary one. Yeah, I don't believe in this. Neither do I. How are we going? How many Amazing. Like we have half an hour. Not really. an hour. I think so. It's 39 minutes. Show me. 39 minutes. Without editing. Without we have to start editing sooner. Right? Yeah, we have lots of bits we have to... Cut out. Yes. Yeah, okay. Kill. Warning, this is after you hear the story of Kashima Reiko. I'm not hearing it. You're hearing it. I'm just reading it. Oh, yeah, true. Um, she will appear to you within a month. If you do not want to hear, don't read it. 
I'm just going to read it. Oh, well. For the safety of you guys, if I get cursed, at least people know that I lived a great life and I was a powerful, amazing feminist. Yay. Woo. Kashima Reiko is the ghost of a woman who lived in the city of Hokkaido in Japan. One night, she was attacked by a group of men. They beat her badly, abused her horribly, and left her on the road. Wow. Domestic violence. Yeah, we were just talking about feminists right now. She tried to call for help, and nobody heard her. She tried to find someone to help her. But she crawled out onto a railway track and collapsed, unconscious. The train came along and ran her over, killing her and cutting her in two. Her body was severed at the waist. Doesn't this remind you of Teke Teke? I think it is the exact same story. No, it's not Teke Teke. Ever since Kashima Reiko's vengeful ghost has wandered the world, searching for her missing legs. She's mainly encountered in school bathrooms, but also may appear in your bathroom at home in the middle of the night. So what? What if I meet her in the bathroom? I'm not reading this. Wait a minute, Mia, we're already halfway through. It's fine. No. Only yeah, if you do, you'll be like, she saw me. Only if you read the other half. Okay. 12H. <laughs> Kashima Reiko. Beautiful. Yeah. We're gonna have to cut lots of these out, right? Yeah, don't forget. Okay. When you enter the bathroom, she'll ask your question. If you cannot answer her correctly, she'll tear off your. I've heard this one. If she asks, "Where are my legs?" The answer is on Mation Expressway. You have to say that when she sees you. On Mation's Expressway. Mation Expressway. Mation. She will say, "Who told you that?" You'll reply, "Kashima Reiko told me that." Sometimes she'll ask a quick trick question do you know my name do not say kashima Re- kashima or she will kill you the correct answer is mask death demon mask death demon yes remember that kashima stands for ka kamen mask she shinin dead person ma ma demon so ka equals kamen mask she equals shinin which means dead body and ma equals ma which means demon it is said that after you hear the story of isabel you read the last hit if it's said after the story, wait. Why am I making you read this, man? After so Kashima, she'll be appearing in front of all of us people in a month. So, um, RIP, guys. I just did a kissy face. I know you did. I'm, I'm scared. scared. I'm gonna read that for the mirror. You can do. Okay, go. The red crane is a sad, disturbing story about a young couple who buy a house that comes complete with an unsolved mystery. It is based on a Japanese urban crest legend. legend. I, I was reading Crayola and Legend <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> a married couple who had her, who had just returned from their honeymoon decided to buy a house. The couple was very happy because they managed to get a house at a very uh, cheap price. It was a nice neighbourhood. They chose the city in just a short work walk from the shopping centre. Wait, if you buy a house for a really cheap price that's in a good area, isn't that kind of sketchy? Depends if it's like... I I feel like you... If it's old, it would be worse. Much worse. Mm. Or if it's new, it could be... Way worse. Way Way worse. worse, Because what happened to the house before? A million 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 murders on there. Yes, I did. One day the husband was walking down the hall... <coughs> when he spotted a red crayon lying on the floor. The couple didn't have any children, so her husband wanted where I have a theory. What if there were children imprisoned in a basement and that was like them being like, Oh, let's draw in colour She's not okay. 
Are you okay? Hundred percent sane. Keep reading, Isabella. One day the husband. Okay. Perhaps the previous previous residents left it behind. Takes it to himself as he casually threw it in the trash. Trash. Wow. The next day, the husband came home from the work to find an, a, another red crayon lying in the exactly same spot. He was very puzzled and decided to ask his wife about it. You're the wife, yes. The wife grew pale in her face when he brought it up. He told him that every day since the every every day since they had moved into the house, they had been finding red crayons in the exact same spot at the end of the hallway. Oh no! The husband began sitting in the hallway, wondering about this weird phenomenon. When he became the nurse, thing got not right. Um, the hallway was too short. He tapped on the wall at the end of the hallway, heard a hollow sound. Curious, he began peeling off the wallpaper despite process of his wife. Look, if he just didn't peel it off, something would like probably be good. Just listen, always listen to the females, guys. Always, that we're smart. I am okay, hundred percent. I almost said that to my dad. She's like, "Never, you don't listen to me. Something bad always happens." Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Behind the wallpaper, they found a pair of sliding doors, as if someone had carefully hidden the entrance to a closet or small room. Bad boy. The husband discovered this is like the sliding doors had been nailed shut. He got a hammer from his toolbox. Why? And began prying the nails one by one. He's prying them. After. After pulling at the last nail, I finally opened the sliding door to reveal the small hidden room. Looking inside, they saw a white wall with a little space where covered with words scribbled a red crayon. She means the word. Uh, never mind. Over and over, what the words, Mommy, I'm let. Mommy, I'm sorry, let me out. Mommy, I'm sorry, let me out. Mommy, I'm sorry, let me out. Oh! That is child abuse. We don't stand child abuse in this house. Abuse, not abuse. Guys, please ignore me when I say that. Child abuse. What if he never died and knows the way around the house? Oh. It's, 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 oh the purple mirror. The next story, my wonderful, beautiful purple mirror. What if... Yeah, never mind. Purple mirror is a Japanese urban legend about a cursed word. If you still remember the phrase, by the time you are 20 years old, you will die. Remember, remember what if I die when I'm 19? Hopefully not. I'm, I'm 13 right now. Let's hope I'm not dead soon. Years ago, there was a Japanese girl who was very who was very vain and spent her time staring at a reflection in the mirror. She's very, she's a narcissist. It had been given to her as a present by her mother, and the girl cherished her more than anything. Okay, this it was a misprized bad. possession. The girl was desperate to be beautiful and developed anorexia, starving Oops. herself to the point where she was painfully thin. As time went on, her health became worse and worse, but no matter how pale and gaunt she looked, she always gazed into the mirror and she saw her beautiful self. So her, be- so her self is beautiful. Who cares? One day, she wanted to decorate her mirror, so she painted it purple. When she looked into the glass, she was disgusted. She no longer looked like herself, as beautiful. She saw that she looked like a th- pale, thin, and haggard mess, with bones ugh, protruding through her leathery skin. Horrified, she smashed the mirror into pieces, but afterwards, she regretted what she had done. On her 20th birthday, the girl was in the middle of making preparations for her coming-of-age party when she, when she was hit by a car and killed. As she died, the last words on her lips were, Purple mirror, purple mirror, purple mirror. After the funeral, when her parents researched the room, they couldn't find the purple mirror. Rumors about the girl spread around Japan. After her funeral, some young people were found dead under mysterious circumstances. 
All of them died on their 20th birthday, and no cause of death was ever found. But in each case, tops of purple glass we found in their, were found in their bathrooms. Sight says we. Ever since that day, the words purple mirror have been cursed, and it is believed that anyone who still remembers the phrase by their 20th birthday will die. Note, it is very important that if you, get, you ever heard the words purple mirror, just try and get the whole concept of purple mirror out of your mind. Whatever you do, please get the words out of your mi- brain. Your life depends on it. I'm very sorry um, you guys are hearing this. Forget it. You too, Isabella. Forget it. Wow. That is uh, really weird. Why would she even want to paint it purple? Like, what about blue? I am 11. Nine needs to forget. I uh, five years ago, then I remember this question. That, oh. Uh, oh, wow. She's not. Wow. This Yoki person really wants to kill her cousin. I'm not. I'm not six. I'm eight. What? Okay. Again. <coughs> I think we should read two more, yeah. and then we'll start editing. Yeah. Okay. It's so much fun, but I know. Okay. That's we'll edit. We'll edit some other day. No, I'm kidding right now. Yes. How about, how, how about we just start reading just random horror stories? Like, how about, how about we start reading just like? No, but today's episode is about um, these urban legends. How about we just do some other? No, but we're supposed to read Japanese urban Fine. legends. Even though it's boring. Mm. What about this? God dog. Dog god, yeah. <coughs> Inugami. Inugami. Voice. Inugami. Or dog god is a Japanese urban legend. Milia. Isabella, if I read the other one, you have to do it. Whew, warning, do I attempt to perform this, perform this ritual is extremely evil Evil oh. and involves terrible cruelty to animals. Harming animals is illegal and not meant to, not to mention wrong. Okay, <coughs> um, no one do this, please. It's very scary. <coughs> you know, read, read the name. Inugami. There's a very ancient Chinese, Japanese curse. Now, we don't know where it originated, but by the Ian? period in Japan... 794 AD to 1185 AD. It, it was already banned. They they say there were certain areas in Japan where the ritual... Go. Where the ritual is practiced today. The ritual is to create an inugami. A live dog is buried in the ground up to its neck. One, two. For all meat, it's placed in front of the dog just before it's reached. The dog can see it, but it can't eat it. Three. The dog is starved for several days. Four. The dog, anguish and rage, has received a fever pitch. Its hev- oh. head is severed with a silver... Japanese <coughs> sword. Five. The dog's head will fly off and cling to the food with its teeth. Six. The dog's head is buried at crossroads where many people walk over it. This is... So this serves to increase the intensity of the dog's grudge. Seven. <coughs> the, the dog's, dog's head then is dug up and burned, burned in an oven, oven until the remain to it remains the skull. The skull is placed in the bowl and is worshipped like a god. Dog's starvation and induced rage will turn into a powerful curse. The person who created the Enogami will be first possessed possessed and will fulfill the desires. However, the Enogami could also turn the turn on them and bite them to death. Someone who is killed by an Enogami will have bite but Bite marks all over their corpse. Damn. I think we should leave it The inner garbage people who are emotionally unstable. That's me. If, <sighs> if someone is possessed by an inner they will Crazy. start acting. 
You just breathe on me. <laughs> it was not acting strangely. They had experienced pain in the chest, hands and feet. Their shoulders would suddenly shake and they may even start barking like a dog. Woof. That's like, that's like everyone in our class. There's everyone in our class. Oh, I got to red. My dream. Keep going. Keep going. People who created Anogami would keep it safe by hiding in their home. In a storeroom, under the, under the bed, or in a chest in a chest of drawers or in a jar. There are also two slight variations of the dog that, c- that can be used to create Anogami. Instead of burying the dog on the ground, it is chained to a pole and the food is left just uh, left out of reach. In the other two, two starving do- dogs are forced to fight each other over to death over a plate of fish. Over, after one dog kills the other, you will give the fish to the winner while it's eating. You cut off its head, the sword, and you eat the remaining fish in front of it. Once you create an agami, you can't get rid of it. The agami will kept in the family, passed down through the bloodline. Families who earned an agami were called Inogami mochi. I love mochi. Daddy mochi. Isabella, no. Now we're gonna be reading. Can, um, I think I want to read Mary Sandler. Okay, I'll read this, so then you can read another one, and then we'll be fair, and then we'll end it at that, yeah. Okay. We are going to be reading um, a thing called How to Put a Curse on Someone. Please do not actually try this. We'll be reading this for I may educational purposes. I may be trying someone I really hate, but that is all. Okay. No, 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 no. Pinocchio is stylist. Hair stylist. How to put a curse on someone. Ah, my hair! How to put a curse on someone. These curses are real. They do not use black magic or voodoo, but rather ancient Japanese rituals. Warning, this is the most dangerous page on the website. Do not use any of these curses. They are extremely dangerous. If something goes wrong, the curse would rebound on you, causing you to die instead. Disclaimer, please do not try this. Please do not try this. The act of placing a curse on someone else always has an effect on you. The curse always rebounds to some extent and affects you. You could become physically ill or mentally unstable. In extreme cases, you could even die. There's an old Japanese proverb that says when you place a curse on someone, you need two holes. This means a curse will always rebound on you. So when you place a curse on someone, you need to dig two graves because you will die as well. Note, the reason I'm sharing this information is that I plan to post some stories in the future that involve Japanese curses. So in order to understand the stories, you need to understand how Japanese curses work. We'll also be adding some more curses to this page in the future. Clearly, we're just reading this. Easy curse. To perform this ritual, you need a sheet of tissue paper and a ballpoint pen. One, smooth out the tissue paper and fold it in half, lengthwise. Two, with the ballpoint pen, draw the shape of a person on the tissue paper while imagining your mind. Isabella, no. (laughs) Isabella's about to perform a curse. Two, with the ballpoint pen, draw the shape of a person on the tissue paper while imagining it. Two. One. Smooth out the tissue paper and fold it in half, lengthwise. Lengthwise, yes. Two. With a ballpoint pen, draw the shape of a person on the tissue paper while imagining in your mind who the person you want to curse is. Imagining, imagining. Three. Be careful not to tear the tissue paper while you were drawing. Four. Draw an X. (laughs) Isabella, you don't even know what his stylist looks like. Four. No, I'm doing that now. Four. <laughs> Draw an X on the figure at any place, the head and belly or the feet. Five. 
asshole. <laughs> then, while imagining the person st- <laughs> five. Then, while imagining the person stab with a ballpoint pen in at the pot. Well, pot. pot. <laughs> the X. Six. Die. <laughs> Um, um, six. Keep stabbing it until it gradually is painted black. Is it black? Seven. When, um, when there is a hole drilled in the tissue, something may be happening. I can't even sit outside and look at him. Is that his claw? Yeah. Is it Bella? You need a black pen? It's not ballpoint. It's not ballpoint. Okay, oh well. Although, although I have, I'm going to get a ballpoint. Yeah, Fallon. Uh, it's not ballpoint. It's not ballpoint. Smarty. <laughs> We're weak. Give me that. We're the strong one. Uh, Isabella. Wow. It's ballpoint. It is ballpoint. Are you sure? Okay, we start. Okay. So it's. <laughs> Stop, stop, stop. 
Oh, she's putting a curse on someone. We're doing kind of like a You know Jengis? <laughs> the short. Jengis Dersen? Oh, I. Oh, this ugly guy. You know this child? That's true. Yeah, yeah no, she's ew. I like. Hmm. She's putting a curse on him. Yes, I am. You know Tyron Hammerdown, the brave, brave, brave. What? Yeah, I like him. Yeah, just have to. You want me to tell him the message? Yes, yes, yes. yes. How are we going? Good sir. Oh, good sir, good sir. We're not putting curses on anyone. You ready? <laughs> Do you know what? My curse! You want to get ready now and go back there because. No, sir, we're good. Five minutes, we'll have pizza. Okay, five minutes, we shall read. Isabella, keep working till there's a hole there. I'm gonna read all the other ones. There's a hole! Okay. Right, I'll see you there in five minutes. You have to burn the tissue paper. Uh, when there's seven, when there's a hole drilled in the tissue, something may be happening. To finish the ritual, burn the paper, sprinkle salt on the ashes. Google salt on the ashes, place them in an envelope, and throw it in the garbage. No, do not let anyone see you stabbing the. He's a <laughs> no, do not let anyone see you stabbing the paper. Do not let anyone see or touch the tissue paper if you have drawn it. I'm going to read Mary Stan and you can go to whatever you want. Goodbye. Bye. Since it is going to be a solo project at the moment, since Isabella has something very important, I'll be reading a story called Mary Stan. Mary Stan, or Mary's phone call, is a Japanese urban legend about a young girl who receives creepy phone calls from a doll she abandoned. It is similar to the antique doll. There was a young Japanese girl who held on Western doll she had cherished very much. The doll's name was Mary. The girl's father got a new job and the family had to move to a new town. During the move, the girl accidentally lost her doll. One night, the girl's parents went out and she was home alone in the house, in their new house. All of a sudden, one night, the girl's parents went out and she was left alone in the new house. All of a sudden, the phone started ringing. When she answered it, she heard a high-pitched voice on the other end of the line. Hello! Isabella, hello, I am Mary San, I am at the garbage dump now. The girl got scared and hung up the phone, but immediately started ringing again. Hello, it's Mary San, I'm at the corner store now. The girl hung up, but the phone started ringing again. Hello, it's Mary San, I'm in front of your house now. Trembling with fear, the girl cautiously opened the front door, but there was nothing there. Maybe it's just a prank call, the girl thought. She then had a sigh of relief and closed the front door. However, just as she was about to go back upstairs, the phone started ringing again. Hello, it's Mary Sin. I'm right behind you. The girl slowly turned around. Later that night, when her parents came home, they found the girl lying in a pool of blood. She had been stabbed to death. How to avoid being killed by Mary Sin? 1. Lock all your doors and windows. 2. Don't answer the phone. 3. Keep your back to the wall. 4. If she's behind you, don't turn around. Just run out of the front door immediately. Wow. Well, that was our last story. So, Isabella, come here. What question? I want to do my story. <laughs> Too bad. Well, that's it, everyone. We have ended off with a lot and a lot of stories. Come join us next time where we read some scary stories. What? An hour long. <gasps> I'm gonna restart it. Like, wait. I'm gonna tell us what to say. Yeah, yeah. I think we're good now. Well, everyone, this is the end. Come back and join us for part two, where we talk about <laughs> scary stories. No.
Australian. Australian. No. Chinese. No, it's scary stories. Korean. Scary stories. And then together, okay, you do it. Enjoy. Okay. How about I? How about I? How about I? Like to come back. Well, everyone, this is the end. We successfully read a lot of stories to you. Okay, we talked about a lot of stories. Come back and join us for part two where we talk about scary stories. So going, she. No, 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 not yet, but not yet. Okay, I have to pause okay. it. Scary stories. Okay, um, I'll read the first one, you, and then we'll say see you next time. But we'll say bye and see you next time together. Okay. Well, everyone, this is the end. We successfully read a lot of st- scary stories. Well, everyone, this is finally and sadly the end of reading scary urban legends about Japan to you. Come back and join us for a part two when we talk about scary stories. Bye. See you See next, next time. time. So we're done. Alright, let's go. So can we do more stuff like this? This is really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna have your own episode. So <gasps> things think about who you might want to interview, okay? So I, I don't know who I'm interviewing. I already know. Can't be a student. Can't be a student. Yeah. A teacher has to be then. Maybe can't be. A, um, it can be a teacher, but someone's already interviewing a teacher. So oh. get your stuff. Let's go over here. A janitor. Anyone think about it? I might give you some suggestions. Yes, sir.